This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series Compact Tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now from Craven Cottage is Max Cohen and Emilio Danella. I'm going to get their initial reactions to Fulham's huge 1-0 victory at Craven Cottage. It wasn't easy in the end, but they got it done, guys. First, Max, over to you. I know you're with Emilio. It's great to have two of you guys together. Opening thoughts. Yeah, it's great to be back at the cottage. Um, I think the big thing today was the three points and the clean sheet. That's pretty rare for us. I can't remember the last time we mm. let no goals. But again, that last half was way more nervy than it had to be. I think it might be <laughs> totally tired. Their legs are gone. But a team like Stoke, who really had a very, very low quality, mm. we made it far too close at the end. So I'm just going to give a little shout-out to Anthony Knockart. He's yes. had a tough start to mm. life full of him in and out of the squad. Very well today. Credit to him. He tra- and I think the biggest thing for me is his work rate. I never mm. seen him play that well. No, 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 I agree with you. Good tackles. Mm-hmm. He left the first goal. So credit to him. Okay, excellent. Emilio, over to you. Your opening thoughts. Yeah, hi. Good to see Max again. It's just over the Boxing Day last year, yeah. and we disappointing one all draw against Wolves after the game. We we caught up and did a full time show. But yeah, good to see you again, Max. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain. A win's a win. I think I've said it a bit too often this season. We we've won a ugly a bit too often, but so did Brighton a few years ago. And what happened right. to them? They got that season. But 
we're not showing enough consistency for me. I'm not going to sound too dour after winning 1-0. Spoke like good match for a very, very poor team. Offered very little. We made it more difficult for ourselves than we needed to be. But my worry is, you know, in that first half, we controlled it. We looked energetic. We looked pacey. We had some good movement, some good passing. We were only leading 1-0. And we know without that's right. what, what can happen. That's, that's my worry. In the second half, we just switched off. I don't know. You know, you either give Michael O'Neill, you know, credit for change, putting, putting more pressure onto the Fulham team. And we offered absolutely nothing. The, the only thing I know I've seen in Max is Cyrus Christie's run from his own <laughs> half. That was the most entertaining moment of that second <laughs> half for them. Overall... I'll take the three points, but we've got to improve, you know, week on week. If we really want to start pushing, you know, for automatic promotion or at least consolidate the you know, top six position. But three points are three points. I'll take it. But, you know, lots to reflect, especially that second half. It didn't need to be that difficult for us. I agree there, Emilio. And I'm going to go right back to you. I'm going to give you the honors. Let's talk about the goal from uh, Bobby Decadover-Reed. Like you mentioned, this was set up from Knockhart and also Christie. Yeah. Your thoughts on the goal? I thought Christie again looking looking lively that first half. You know he you know he made a lot of positive runs. He was linking up well with Anthony Knockhart, and them two had a lot of space down the right. Part of, if I was defending against Christie and Knockhart, I'd be questioning you know why were they getting so much space? And Christie's you know good ball into the box and the base. Up, the way I all I could do is one minute I'm looking at the next minute it's in the back of the net. All I can see is maybe Butland. There was a deflection in the lead up to the goal. I haven't seen the replay. Butland potentially could have done better. I know he had that little time to get down there, but he only managed to get his fingertips on him. And Reed was there to punish the ball in the back of the net. It's running a bit like Stephanie on, you know, lurking in a six-yard box and pinching those goals here and there. There were a lot of similarities between Bobby Reed and Stephanie, as far as I'm concerned. But overall, it was a difficult cross to defend because it got that deflection. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a good cross in a dangerous area. Anything can happen when you, you put the ball in there. If you put it in regularly in that position, you've always got a chance. We, don't, we didn't do that second half, which is why we created nothing. Okay, excellent point there, Emilio. And Max, over to you, because I want to talk about the first half. Fulham were dominant. They created a good amount of opportunities. You had the opportunity early on in the 16th minute from Mitro. That's followed up in the 23rd minute, a header from Mitro that just goes over. And then a little bit later on, you have the shot by Kearney that just goes wide. And then a, a little bit after that, you have the shot by Mitro that's saved by Butlin in, in the 41st minute. Full more dominant in the first half, you being there. Were you disappointed with them coming out of the half only up 1-0? Because the opportunities were there. Definitely. We should have been two or three up, I think. Butlin made some great saves to keep them in the match. But we also have to remember... I'd say maybe the first 20 minutes, that was some of the most grim football I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Nothing happened. You couldn't figure out one thing, either Stoke or Fulham. It was just kind of Moss and Tareem, played it up, the ball got out of bounds. So we started out very poorly. But I think a turning point, perhaps, me and Emilio were discussing this, was Onoma coming off. Mm. Yes, I was about to get to that. Because that put Bobby Reed in the central position, gave more support to Mitro, and we had really nice attacking, sustained possession, which we, we really very rarely have this season. So, kind of minute 30 to 45 was some of the best football I've seen in months from us. Because we kept the ball, it was quick play, and we had someone alongside Mitro, so it wasn't so isolated. So, back to your initial question, definitely should have been more than one nil up, but I'll take the kind of positive football. But that's something I've said quite a few times on this show as well, Ross. I just don't think we've been clinical enough with our chances this season. For all the quality of fences that we have. You said this to me off air, too. You know, I keep, keep saying this. We should be converting more chances. We're creating a lot of chances. Mitrovic, and I'm not going to slag him off him. I'm saying he scored a lot of goals, but he also missed a few goals. Today, I'm going to give Button the benefit of that because he made some good plays. But there right. has been opportunities where Mitro has been a bit, a bit wasteful when he should have actually converted those chances. <clears throat> the same with other players. So my view is 
you know, we should have been more than one nil up, but we do, we're not clinical when we get chances. We great great build up or lackluster shot. It goes wide. It goes over a bit too casual, too complacent. But we need to be more clinical in front of goal. We should have killed that two get two nil up at half time. Game would have been over. Okay, very good, Emilio. I want to go back to you because Max already brought this up, and I was going to talk to you guys about this because it's something that was said on the broadcast with gentlemen Jim and Jamie. They talked about Josh Onuma going off and how that could really affect Fulham because he played well when he was in. Reportedly from them, they were saying that it could be illness-related. So mm-hmm. that could be why he was brought up because it just seemed befuddling at the time because he was playing well. Why would you take him off? But I, mm-hmm. I think that is what is being reported. So I kind of understand that. But I want to get your thoughts on him coming off and how that affected Fulham. Yeah, you know, I just think we lost balance we lost strength as well against a, a very ugly stoke team they're very physical they make it difficult for us they could you know the niggly fouls they use their physical strength well we didn't have anyone strong in midfield and you know i thought he, there was a couple of times in the first half he made some good surging runs from his own half got the ball going forward he wasn't going left right backwards he, he only had one thing in mind down the middle and he looked physically strong but i thought maybe maybe picked up and not going over the barriers so there was a little bit of i don't know the ball went out of play did he fall over the barriers or like Max said, like he had the wheelness and maybe he just wasn't feeling 100%, but right. it didn't look like he was, he was unfit going into the game. I thought he looked quite positive and really getting stuck in and making some, you know, some decent tackles and some good runs. So, yeah, I think we did miss him. I agree with Max. We did miss him when he came off. We lost a bit of balance and strength in that, in that middle of the park. Okay. Coming up, I'm going to ask the guys their thoughts on the second half, how the match <laughs> ended and also oh, the turning point. The... Share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, right back to you. Max, let's talk about the second half because, as we have seen with so many Fulham matches, it's a match of two halves because Fulham were dominant in the first half. Stoke came out strong and want to give him credit, and we just could not deal with it. It was, you know, again, there was a decent amount of pressure throughout the first half. So before we talk about the final stages because that was just a crazy ending, you know, again, with the pressure, before all of that, what were your thoughts about the second half? Yeah, to start off with, there's really very little of note, almost similar to the opening stages of the match. It was kind of all in the middle. There weren't any saves to be made, not much action, really kind of grim football. It reminded me almost of one of the last times at the cottage, which was Fulham Huddersfield back here. <laughs> <laughs> Big time last yeah, year. Exactly. Big time last year. December yeah. like that. And there's two teams that don't really play very well attacking a lot. And that's what it seemed like. And it's odd because in some matches, you mentioned it has been a game of two halves, but in others, we've actually started the period after the second half very brightly. Right. Today was not the case. I think possibly it could be down to just so many matches in such a short mm-hmm. time period. We played on Thursday, Sunday, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Stoke came out the brighter side and really not much to talk about. In the no, the no. best thing for me was that Joe Bryan actually long range shot. Yeah, yeah. In the 74th yeah. minute. Yeah. And we had a bunch of kind of free kicks towards the left wing, but nothing really came out of it. No, no. You know, okay. For me, you know, I just ahead, I, I thought there was too many too many injuries in that. Game. I thought we didn't have any no pattern of play throughout the whole game, and there was no rhythm there. Morrison, a couple of times he went down, and obviously he's yeah. got a, a medium term injury there. 
you've got Harrison Reed. I think had a knock in the first half. He wasn't. He wasn't the same second half. I still think he was playing with a knock in that second half. You can see him limping and holding his, I don't know, his hamstring or calf or something. It, he's potentially got an injury there. Tom Kearney went off slightly injured, you know. So cause for concern there. I just think there was too many fouls, too many injuries. I think Tim Ream had a bit of a head, yeah. you know, concussion there. With you know, so play, yeah. that that frustrated us. We just couldn't get into any any pattern of play and any rhythm of play. But other than other than the Joe Bryan shot or. The Cyrus Christie run from his own half. A wonder, right? Yeah, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything else. No, but we again, it goes back. Convert your chances, kill the game off first half. Game, game over. But it felt like we were just trying to sit back, defend the one 0 lead, hang in there where we can, and protect the players for for Wednesday's game against Reading. But I was just a bit too nervous. It was unnecessary to be like we should be more positive and play with a bit more fluency. But combination of injuries, Onuma going off, and other yep. players going off. I just think. That, that disrupted the, our pass in the second half. Okay. Right back to you, Emilio. Let's talk about the final stages, which were extremely <laughs> nervy. You guys were there, so you dealt with it probably uh, probably worse than I did. I'm just watching it on a, on a stream. So let's talk about this because it's funny. I was on Twitter before we went on, and I saw our co-host Mike Gregg talk about going to five at the back. And mm. I want to get your view of this because Scott Parker's done this on several occasions. He did it again, and I don't have the tweet in front of me, but Mike says that invites teams to come on to us, and then you kind of have what happens at the end of these matches. So I want to get your thoughts on how Fulham saw this match out and how it all worked because they did go to five at the back. Your thoughts? Yeah, and the worry for me is you bring on probably your two shortest players. You had to bring Adoy on for Morton. That was that was obviously you know replacement. Yeah. But then you bring Steve Setian, who he's, he's one of the shortest players in our team. Yet you're playing with Sam Votes coming on. It's predictable how they're going to play, pumping into the into the penalty area, and hope for the best. But ultimately, we defended reasonably well. There was a moment, there was a volley uh, that Rodak made a great save on another he play did. that would have got the back of the net. So I'm going to give. Rodak James McLean. for having very little to do except for that save right the death. So, well done, Rodak, for saving us two points here. But overall, it wasn't pretty, but we defended well. I thought we defended quite admirably. But c- concern for me is you're putting two, you've got two short defenders defending against big fellas. You had Shawcross yep. going up the top. Point. You've got Stan Vokes, a big bloke as well. So, that worried me. So, tactically, yes, you want to put five in the back to protect your defence, but you're playing against one of the biggest forward lines in the yeah. division in Stoke City and you got you got two of the shortest people in your in in the division as well so I'd question the decision but ultimately it got us the three points so but you know I'll, I'll take it nonetheless okay Max your view of it yeah I agreed and the oddest one for me was you know when Kenny went off mm. he went right down the tunnel right in front of me actually the John Haynes mm. stand that's very rare so that's what I thought it was an injury because normally you go back to the bench yeah. Yeah. so oh, that might be a worry as well if he's out for the next mm. match who knows that's New Year's Day pretty soon and but of course when Kennedy came off it was Stephen Sessignon as Amelia said he came on short player why not bring on Johansson yeah. you know he's the perfect player for me in that yeah, kind of situation I agree with you good point very strong in the tackle will always give you work rate and then you don't have to change the three at the back and one note about that formation I, I agree it invites pressure but even with the three at the back I think there are a lot of times when Ince and, and Klukas in the wings they actually had quite a bit of space there was one there was one cross in the box when both Christie and Sessignon both leaped for yeah, a missed it. Ball. Yeah, exactly. That, did you say that moment yeah, there? Yeah. The I did. Two, the quick, but yeah, the and they had all their space, yeah. yeah. Even with the extra man there, we failed to clear our line. So right. both of them jumped the ball too short. It went straight over their heads. And so again, that on another day, we would might, might have paid a price for that. Okay, very good. Guys, 
Let's finish up with the turning point of the match for both of you. Max, I'll go to you first. Where do you think this match turned? Obviously, we could talk about the goal or possibly Josh and Oma going off. Yeah, good question. I'm going to have to go with the kind of simple one, the goal, just because for us scoring, that's relatively early. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that we're in the halftime 1-0 off instead of 0-0 was a really big factor. I think we're not great at chasing matches mm-hmm. late on. The longer that match stays 0-0, maybe the more hope Stoke gets, and they could have got a late, they could mm-hmm. have got a late winner. So I'm very happy that we got that fortunate – it wasn't fortunate, but we got that mm-hmm. goal in the first half. That makes it so much easier for us to yeah. play with a lead rather than chasing a match. Okay. How about you, Emilio? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick to my original decision about going with Josh Ronnemar. I just thought with he, we, we've lost that that strength in midfield. And I didn't think Tom Kenny again off his off colour again. A few good moments here and there when he got central, when he got into his more comfortable position, he made a few good runs. A few, he had a, you know some nice touches. But what frustrated Tom in the second half is it was a, it was a free kick if I remember rightly. That he had a chance to get the ball straight back into the box. What did he do? He passed it back, back to the halfway yeah. line. And then Tim Ream passed it back to Dennis Adoy, back to the keeper, for goodness sake. Chase, you, you go and get the second goal, cross it back into the box. I was lambasting Tom Gurney for that again. I know I do that because I have a right, I can do that, he's captain, but that frustrated me. Why pass the ball all the way back to centre circle and then back to defender? But answering your question, I think Josh yep. Rundemore is a turning point for me. Okay. Let me ask you both this question before I ask you man of the match. Was that first half the most fluid you've seen Fulham in a very long time? Max, over to you, because again, the ball moved very well in the first half. Yeah, and I just want to hesitate because there was that kind of first twin inch. Mm, so okay. far, but mm. definitely agree. After that kind of turning point, we seemed to get some confidence. And then 100%, it was fluid because it wasn't just, you know, lumping up Demetrio as a bit. Mm. It wasn't just crosses from wide positions. It was interchanging. Reed, Decadova Reed, Harrison Reed, Mitro, mm. um, Onama, Kearney. Everyone was getting involved. Knockart, Christie. So 100%, because it seemed like we more players in the attack rather than just kind of hopeful crosses. Okay. Emilio? Yeah, I was just, you know, last few weeks, Derby County, you know, Derby County were very poor when they came. We thumped them 3-0. That, for me, was a complete performance. So I think, you know, it was only a 20-minute spell, like Max said, that we played well today. Other than that, you know, we, we didn't play like a top-three team. You know, and often, more often than not, we haven't been playing like a top-three team. So, but we're still there, and we're not playing well. So there's still room for improvement, which means we can only hopefully only go one way, which is going up rather than going yeah. down. So I'm saying optimistic. I still think, you know, if you can win ugly and not play confidently for 90 minutes, you know, then there's something that's potentially... We've still got a transfer window ahead of us in that's the right. next few weeks, next few days. So Michael Hector, you know, he'll be starting. Okay. Hopefully he might be, he might be in, a, in the squad against Aston Villa in the cup game on Saturday. So who knows? You know, we, we, I think we need a couple more reinforcements there. Something, this glue's not quite there yet, but we've got the opportunity now. Let's take it and push on. You know, okay. The destiny's in our own hands, in my opinion. Okay, excellent. Over to both of you. Man of the match. Max, you first. Yeah, first is going to be a bit of a banter one. I'd say the men of the match are the two Stoke City fans behind me. <laughs> After scored the goal, I gave it to them uh, pretty clearly. Second half, they're nowhere to be seen. Because of them. <laughs> but in, in all fairness, uh, for me, it's going to be Anthony Knockhart. I mean, okay. first give Scott Parker because he dropped him and he brought him back in the mm. side. He was excellent as a substitute against Luton. And I think he really wanted to prove mm. himself today. Mm. I've never seen him track back. So yeah, you're right. So much work rate. It was a great tackle in the first half he had on James McLean. And, of course, his, you know, that involvement led to the goal. I thought he was bright. All match. Can be a little selfish. But his scale, his mm. pace, one of the best points I've seen from him in a while. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree with you in the sense that you know he did a lot of tracking back and in the second half, full of energy. Yeah. You know, to fight in a course. So obviously, he's got his place back. He wants to keep his position. Right. So, I, I would normally give it to him. You know, what I'm going to give it. To him. I'm going to give it to Cyrus Christie. Believe it or not, yeah, you know, I wow. thought so. Very positive first half. Made a lot of good runs. He kept a clean sheet. Was involved in the goal. Made that surging run, which I've which I've banged on about a couple of times on the show this evening. I'm going to give it to Cyrus Christie. After all the the flack he took in the season, well done for getting your place back. I'm not a big fan of his, but credit where it's due. He had a good game and he kept that clean sheet. So Cyrus Christie, well done. Man of the match for me. Okay, excellent. And guys, as we wrap this up, it's very interesting that you said top three side because right now, Emilio, former third, most mm. of the results went their way today. The only one that did not go their way was Leeds United winning. They won, but West Brom lost, Brentford lost. Mm. Sheffield Wednesday lost. So some of these results actually, for once, it seems like went their way. So Fulmer currently third, and that's not a, a bad place to be right now. Okay. Great show, guys. But let's wrap this up. For Max Cohen and Emilio Danella at Craven Cottage, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.